we're back. Welcome to Worldwide Refuge. We have a very special guest today, Brother Jonathan Dim. Welcome, Brother John. Thank you. I appreciate you two young men having me today. Yes, sir. Um, guys, I would also like to tell y'all that JJ cannot make it today. I know, I know y'all miss him. <laughs> He's <laughs> He uh, had something to do, but he'll be here next time. All right, but then we're just going to hop right into it. Okay. Question one, how did you know that you were called to the gifts of the prophetic? Well, I did really get called at first, and uh, the prophetical gifts is a calling that you grow into. Mm. I started my ministry because I've seen a lot of small children, babies, and people like that that was eat up with cancer or just sick. Mm-hmm. And I would fast and pray. And God would give me the anointing to lay hands on them, and God would heal them. Mm-hmm. And uh, as time progressed, uh, wanting more and more from God. And, you know, I always tried to think outside the box because you can't put a size on Jesus and mm-hmm. what he can do. Yeah. He said, all that he had done greater, we shall do. Mm. And I won't work in the greater. I won't work outside the box. Yeah. And uh, I would pray for folks and God would heal them. Then uh, I would go down to pray for folks and God started showing me what's wrong with them. And uh, then he would give me words to speak into their life. And uh, as far as the word prophet, I, I... I don't call myself a prophet. Everybody mm-hmm. else does. And that's just part of staying humble because people like to take the word prophet mm-hmm. and put them in a the spotlight, make money with it, mm-hmm. show off with it, things like that. And uh, I don't believe God intended for a prophet to be going around bragging on himself mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that because Jesus, the Bible said Jesus made of him no reputation you know he didn't go around bragging on himself he was of no reputation and uh i believe you ought to stay humble mm-hmm. because the bible teaches that he will open the door wow and there's a lot of folks i wouldn't go pray for just because somebody said so i would mm. wait until god said so yeah and uh best thing to do is stay humble uh pray for folks when you pray for them believe that god is going to heal them God's going to touch them. God's going to change them. God is going to do something while you're there. And uh, uh, don't be scared to speak. Like, I believe you're healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And the biggest thing I'd say about anybody used in the prophetical gifts, I always say, this is what I feel. Mm-hmm. And I would speak what I feel in the Holy Ghost. You got folks out there, they'll come and say, well, God said this. God said that. Well, you need to make sure God said it because mm. Bible people say, well, Jesus worked into gifts. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not work into gifts. Jesus was the gift. Amen. And many times you read the Bible, he said he looked upon them and he had compassion on them. Jesus works in compassion and that same compassion's inside of us. Mm. And when you walk into church, your compassion can feel a multitude of hurts aches and pains and things like that but just because you felt it don't mean god said go pray for him or did god say go do anything Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to sit back and wait wait for your time wait till the time is right uh for a prime example i guess two or three weeks ago uh 
God told me to go pray for Brother Bishop. Mm-hmm. But see, he was preaching. I said, Lord, I can't just go up there and pray for him and him preaching. You're going to have to open a door. Mm-hmm. And pastor stopped, said, hey, everybody go pray one for another. Well, when he said that, that opened a door for me to go pray for him mm-hmm. because he said, y'all step out, go pray one for another. And uh, went over, asked him to come down. Uh, Brother Destin, uh, I think that's his name, Walker. Mm-hmm. He said, brother, I felt the same thing. And I was looking at you and I was hoping you'd see me and we'd go, you know, I didn't know how to get him down from up there. And what people don't understand when you used in the gifts, the gifts, you know, I have my own problems too. I got my own battles. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, Lord, I got to wait to the right time and the right place because he said he would make a way. Mm. And you, and I try to keep my mind when I come into church, keep my mind as empty as a clear outdoor. So if God speaks anything, I know it's him. Mm. And lots of times I'll tell, I'll tell the Lord not to, to not to doubt you, not to not disobey you, but I'm going to forget about this mm-hmm. and bring it back stronger here in a little bit, even stronger if it's you. And he's done it many a times because I want to know a hundred percent it's of God. Mm. And it's real. And the thing about prophecy, when you feel stuff and and you speak it to these people, it will come true if they receive it Mm. and if they follow it and if they live for God. Uh, If they don't do that, it won't come true. That don't make you a false prophet. That don't make you a false preacher or nothing like that. Just that they didn't receive it. And by faith, they didn't follow it. So you can't beat yourself up on, you know, you prophesy something, somebody and they go out and ruin their life and nothing happens because they made choices. But, uh, prophecy, being a prophet and stuff like that, it starts very humble, small beginning, and God will grow you. God will put you around people that are used in it. And I've had three, probably the greatest prophets I ever known lay their hands on me pray their gift into me, put their anointing on me. And if you go on a walk in a ministry like that, you've got to hang around people like that. You can't hang around just in and everybody. Mm. All right. Well, wow. Um, do you think that sometimes whenever as young people that we, like you said that you, um, you take a break, like you don't take a break. you, you make sure that you say your feelings. You're like, I feel. You think some young people go past that point and they're like, God said this when it's really their flesh saying it. That happens because, uh, you know, as a young minister, the zeal inside of you wants to do something awesome for, for God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that zeal and that anxious, anxiousness eat you up and you want to do something for God. Mm-hmm. But you can step, you can outstep God. Mm. and uh, you could be too anxious, and you can hurt people. Wow. And uh, there's nothing wrong with being on fire for God. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with doing what God asked you to do. had a pastor one time said, I don't care how high you jump and how, how, how excited you get while you're up there, but when you hit the ground, it's how you walk that really matters. Wow. So if God takes and shows you something about somebody, especially – a young person is starting out and God's talking to them. 
what I would do when God showed me something, I would go to my pastor and say, pastor, I feel this about that person. Mm-hmm. And I've done that when I first come here, with brother Bishop, brother Bishop say, well, let's pray about it. And I have to sit on it because my pastor said, let's pray about it. We would pray about it. Then God would show me again. He said, well, go tell them, you know, so I would encourage any young folks that God's using in the gifts to go to your youth pastor, tell them what mm-hmm. you feel, go to your pastor, tell them what you feel or tell the pastor, look, I need to tell them something. I want you to go as a witness and it's best to have a witness because you can give somebody a word and they'll completely turn it around. Mm. And next thing you know, they're trying to use it against you. Wow. So always, I would suggest to a young person go through their pastor, go through their youth pastor, have somebody with you when you speak it, uh, try the spirits, make sure it's not your flesh, mm-hmm. you know, say, okay, God, I'm anxious. I love you. I want to do what you want me. I want to be obedient. And I have, I know I'm just no country boy. I was coming back from Louisiana one time. God told me, go pray for somebody. And, uh, it was a very serious thing. I said, okay, God, if you want me to pray for that? And folks said, you, you know, you are the creator of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming up in Natchez traces. Let me see some deer on the side of the road. <laughs> it's like God said, how many? I said, well, seven. So I was going up through there and on the right side of the road, there was five in one field and went a little bit further. There was two more. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody's been to school, they know that's five. I mean, that's seven. So I went and prayed for that person and what that person wanted to know was about James five and 14. Mm-hmm. Any sick among you call on the elders of the church, anoint them of all, and they know they shall be healed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was at a church in Abbeville, Louisiana, and the Sunday school lesson was about James five and 14. And the literature they give us was printed out mm-hmm. for that day. Well, I come back the next day on labor day, which I think is in September. And I stopped by these people's house. And he was wanting to know about James 5 and 14. And they go to a Baptist church. And they had the same paper printed out that they were studying on as what them folks did in Louisiana, which was apostolic. You could lay them side by side, had the same words, the same verses, the same everything, mm-hmm. except for one was Baptist and the other was Pentecost. But they wanted to know about James 5 and 14, about being anointed with oil. Mm-hmm. And he allowed me to anoint him with oil and pray for him because he had a, he had diabetes real bad mm. and through his faith, but also through my obedience, God gave him a miracle. Wow. And, uh, the biggest thing about anything is listen to the spirit and walk in the spirit and be obedient to the things of God. Mm-hmm. If, if it don't line up with the word, don't do it. Mm. Uh, you go into church, even if it's red hot, I mean, knock down, drag out, Holy Ghost filled service. Don't go in looking for somebody to pray for, looking for somebody to lay hands on, looking. God will show you. See, a lot of people, it's a lot of people got gifts. They go into church. They're like, okay, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Well, the Bible teaches that no man cometh unto the Lord unless God calls him. If God is not calling that person, you might as well be able to deliver a miracle to somebody else, but you're too busy doing your own thing and they miss their miracle. Because mm. you might be the only vessel that God's going to use that day for that person. Wow, that is 
It's amazing. It's a, I love that answer. And moving on to the next question is, how do we as young people, not just young people, but people in general, develop in our prayer lives? Well, here's the thing about prayer. If you want to walk in the fire, you got to pray in the fire. Mm. When you go in your prayer room, you pray till you get in the Holy Ghost. And when you get in the Holy Ghost, you pray of all you got. Okay. It don't matter what it sounds like. It don't matter who hears you. It don't matter what's going on. It don't matter if somebody likes the way you pray or not. If you want to walk in the fire, you got to pray in the fire. You got to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost fast and pray, but pray till you get into the Holy Ghost and stay there a while. There's times, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, don't really care, but there's times that when I pray, I pray loud. I pray probably 15, 20 different languages seem like, you know, sometimes sound like I'm a Choctaw Indian. Next time sound like I'm a Hispanic or Japanese. It, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. It don't matter because I'm expressing myself in the Holy Ghost in a way that pleases God. Mm-hmm. And when I'm into that realm of speaking in the tongues like that, I don't know. I might be praying for somebody across town that needs it. So I would suggest any young person, don't worry about, if you're speaking in tongues, don't worry about it. Speak in tongues, speak hard, speak loud, speak in, you can speak in tongues till the anointing falls on you. You already you know your, your tongues already anointed, but there's a special anointing and there's different levels of the tongue. People don't realize there's different levels. You got you some folks out there to get the Holy ghost and it's, they say they're speaking in tongues, but it sound like a motorboat. Just pop, 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 Well, I want more of those. The Bible says I we we speak in different tongues in Acts two thirty eight, in Acts chapter two, it names the different languages they spoke in that day, and I think it was like sixteen of them. I wouldn't mind speaking in all sixteen languages. I've had the privilege one time speaking in an unknown language. Somebody else spoken on 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 language and Brother Denton over at Apostolic Revival Center, he interpreted. I've had that pleasure. Uh I just thank God for the life that He's given me in this ministry to see the miracles. I can sit here all night long and tell you about miracles that you probably won't put a straight jacket on me and lock me up. But I don't care. But to see God move in that in miracles and touch and heal people that's been eat up cancer, God just completely get rid of it. Uh, had got the privilege of praying for a blind a girl blind in one eye. Mm-hmm. God healed all that. Uh, wow! I just I know people have been raised from the dead. I got a niece; they unplugged her because she was supposed to die, but she didn't. She woke up right. Mm. So I know the power of the anointing of God. And the thing about it is, if you want to walk in that type of anointing, you got to understand one thing. It is it's for the flesh side. Not everybody can walk in that anointing with you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be lonely. God will put people in your life that keep you going, keep you encouraged. And when you finally get old enough to find a woman to marry, you know, God will take and be preparing her too. Because your your ministry will be her ministry. Her ministry will be your ministry because mm-hmm. you become one flesh. But 
if you really, really want to make your prayer life strong, fast and pray. And when you pray, if the neighbor hears it, so what? If the, if they have to bring the right squad out there and put you in jail, so what? But, uh, but if you want to walk in the fire, pray in the fire. Mm, wow. Um, what you said about growing up and letting things go and all that about growing up and once you find your wife and stuff like that. I was watching a video the other day and it said, God puts people in your life for a season. And it, have you ever watched uh, like a rocket take off? Mm -hmm. The everything else falls off of it, like the different stages. Yeah, the different stages. And it's like when the person falls off of, of your life, it doesn't mean they're a bad friend or they're not walking with God. They're just not ready to go to the level that you're at on with God and in exactly. your prayer life. Exactly. Though. I explained this to a guy at work uh, the other day. It's like climbing Mount Everest. Mm. I think it's like uh, 17 summits. Mm -hmm. And you climb to a level and you rest, you recuperate, then you go to the next one. It's like when you walk with God, train up a child the way they should go. Once you become born again, you're a child. you got to grow. Mm -hmm. So when you, on that first plane, that first summit, you got to get the strength, the knowledge, and the want to, to get to the next level mm. and the next level. But it, like Mount Everest, when you get there, aim, say there's 20,000 people there. Mm. But if you, if you ever make it to the very, very top, most of the time ain't about three weeks. Mm. Wow. Because everybody don't have the same drive, the same tenacity of, uh, Walking with God, you got to have the mentality of a bulldog that you latch down and you don't let go. Mm. Are you going to make a mistake? Probably so. Are you going to sin? Yes, your flesh. But recognizing what you've done wrong, repenting of it, knocking the dust off, and going to the next level is what, what it's all about. Mm. See, God, God, God is not saving our flesh to take to heaven. He's saving our soul to go to heaven. Wow. And uh, he don't care about the flesh because, you know, he uses the flesh. But basically, he says our flesh stinks in the nostril of God. Mm -hmm. So he would use our flesh, even though it's, you know, it ain't perfect. Mm -hmm. But he would use it for a perfect ministry. When we listen, we walk, we pray, uh, we realize, we realize there's more out there in that word of God. There's more out there than what? what we ever dreamed about wow um just going on to the next question what is your advice to people that are called to the gift of the prophetic my advice to them is walk slow stay humble uh don't don't try to promote yourself mm. let god promote you because mm -hmm. the bible says if god's not in it you know if god's not in it you don't need to be there yeah you shouldn't be in it either and here's the thing about it. sometimes you got to wait in the, wait in the hallway till the doors open, mm. and uh, you cannot run ahead of God. It's like the children of Israel; they follow a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If they run ahead of that fire or that cloud, and God turned, then they would be lost. They wouldn't know which way He's going. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest to anybody that's being used in the gifts to work through their pastor, work through their youth pastor, and stay humble. You know, stay humble, say, no, God, 
No, I, no, I tell God all the time, I know I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just a rotten piece of flesh that's going to die and rot in the ground. But I'm saved by grace. Amen. For his glory, for his kingdom. And Lord, if you can give me a word to encourage somebody. There's so many people out there hurting. They need a word. They need a word from uh, the Lord mm-hmm. to keep going because some uh, some folks on drugs, they, some folks got sickness, some folks got this, some folks got that, and they just need somebody. They just need to know God loves them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God will give you a word to somebody, and they know that you don't know nothing about what about the situation. Mm-hmm. But God give you something to show them that they're loved and they're being took care of and encourage them to go another day instead of walking out. Mm. Wow. Um, wow. Um, we're just going to dive right into the next question, if that's okay with you. Um, what are some things in, like, how do you grow your courage? Like, I know you personally, and I see you going and praying for people I see you speaking words and I'm I don't know if I got that if I would be like confused or if I would be well here's the thing about it when I first started out I was like that character chicken little mm-hmm. you know I was chicken too but ask God to give you boldness ask God to give you the knowledge sometimes God will tell you go pray for him mm-hmm you got to step out on faith and just go pray for them. I have some ladies, there's a lady here the other day. I said, look, I don't know, but God said, pray for you. So that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes when you go and pray for them, then God talks to you because he wants to know if you're going to step out. And uh, basically, you know, like I say, it's a growth. It's a growth. You find people that are too bold. You find people are too anxious to hurt people. Just walk slow, stay humble. Uh, if you have any questions, get an experienced minister, youth pastor, or the pastor. Say, look, pastor, I, I need to talk to these folks and tell the pastor what it is. Mm-hmm. If he makes the decision not now, since he is your uh, cover, mm-hmm. it's on him. Mm-hmm. It's on him. I had a pastor one time. Uh, he didn't. He wouldn't let the gifts be used because folks had come through their time times past and hurt people. And I asked this other pastor, what I do? He said, go to him and tell him. He said, then it's on his shoulders. And if he don't move, he said, then God will whoop him. So I went and told him some things one time. He, well, okay, okay. And he left at that. But next time I looked up there and, and God just uses me. It's funny, I was looking at his knees and they look like airplane landing lights, you know. They were glowing. And you got to talk to yourself, say, well, I ain't crazy. I know I see what I see. And the word pain was with him. So I walked up there and he come hobbling over. I said, your knees are lit up like airplane landing. And the word pain, he said, oh, brother, that's me. Pray for me. Pray for me. And I prayed for him and he started letting me go and do that. Wow. Do you think that whenever we are in situations like that, that as young people, we get scared of the of like people saying, Oh no, 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 that you're lying. You you ever think that? Well, you, you, it's good to have godly fear, fear, no fear of God. But here's the thing about it. Anytime you speak a word, the devil's all the time in your ear saying mm. you're a liar. You don't know what you're talking about. And to me, 
the more he tells me I don't know what I'm talking about, or he tells me I'm a liar and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, God's true. The liar's in my ear talking to me. He's trying to cheat this person out of a miracle, mm. encouragement. See, the gifts are to edify the church or encourage the church. So they don't want devil don't want me to encourage this person. So he's trying to steal it out of my mind before I speak it out of my mouth. Wow. So, so that these folks don't get a blessing. So these folks don't get a miracle. And yet there's an element of fear, no matter if you've been doing it for 30 years or you've been doing it for five minutes, there's an element of fear if you got any sense about you at all. Because you're walking in a realm that only few can walk in by the by the anointed power of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Um, moving on to the next question. Is there anything that you would like to tell people that are called to the gifts of prophetic, but not just people that are called to the gifts of prophetic, but just young people in general that are growing their ministry? I would tell them never give up because you are going to have disappointments. Not everybody's going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to believe you, but don't give up. Don't ever throw the towel in. Keep walking. God will if you keep running up on stumbling blocks, stop. Mm-hmm. Say, God, I'm hitting all these stumbling blocks. And it might be because you're not waiting for God to open the door for you. Wow. See, sometimes you can go to a place too early and God hadn't cleaned all the dummies out yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ain't made the way yet. And you've run ahead of God. Mm-hmm. He prepares the path before you. And if you run down a path that hadn't been prepared yet, you're going to have all this trouble. So, I would say young folks walk slow. Ask God to keep your path clear. Ask God to lead you all the way. Ask God to do whatever it takes to get you there without messing the plan up. So whoever needs what he's going to give, he can use you for it. I feel like as young people and people in general, like we like to bypass the prayer and the fasting and jump right to the moments where we're like, oh, I'm you, so let me go preach here, and we don't run to the prayer room. Well, that's everybody. That's not, that's not, just, that's not just the youth. That's mm-hmm. everybody. That's everyone. That's man. flesh. You know, you can, you can stand up there and blame it on the youth if you want to, but mm-hmm. you see full-grown adults that's supposed to be on the pulpit area and supposed to pray before they get up there, and they in the prayer room two minutes before time to go up. When they're supposed to be here three minutes for time, I mean, 30 minutes for time to go up. Mm. So, you know, that that's everybody that's as part of flesh being drugged backwards. And, uh, you know, I ain't going to say, well, that's just youth because mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, it's everyone. It's everyone. And uh, that's one thing about adults and Christian adults. Sometimes we just don't want to tell the whole story. Mm. that we battle with the same thing the youth battle with as far as prayer and everything else. You know, the devil tempts us. He tries to hold us back. Our lazy flesh drags us down. We fight the same battles y'all do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just say it's a youth problem. It's not. It's a flesh problem. Mm. Wow. Um, Moving on to the next question. What is something that God has led you to in preparation and prayer for this podcast? Well, the Lord didn't really prepare me for the podcast for the questions Mm -hmm. because I asked him to prepare y'all for the questions that Mm -hmm. y'all would ask that would be dear to your heart, the questions that you need to have answered, questions that you don't understand, 
stuff that I done been through that I can help you with, prepare you to ask the right questions. So not only does it help the youth in our church, but helps youth everywhere. Mm. You know, I don't need to be praying God prepare me for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I need God to prepare y'all to ask me the right questions and God delivered the right answers Mm. so that y'all are prepared to share it with a lost and dying world. And, uh, Basically, I'm just a tool in the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. And I we want, all are. Mm-hmm. And I want to be used. And I, I ask God to prepare y'all with the right answers. That's dear to your heart. That's on your mind. It's nagging at you. That maybe you can't ask nowhere else. Wow. Um, that is amazing. Thank you, Brother Dinner, for coming on the podcast. It's been amazing having you. And uh, guys, we'll be right back with our verse of the day. Welcome to the verse of the day. The verse of the day today, probably all of you can quote it. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I picked this verse today because I feel like in the time and day that we're in right now, that we need to remember that more than ever. He is the same God. He is one God. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Love you guys. See you next time.